right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Owens. Here with me is Ryan Murray. And we are going to be looking at an incredibly nerdy topic today. An incredibly that, beautiful topic that today. You're going to revel in. <sighs> and we're excited to learn about. We're learning about the working capital cycle. <laughs> So, for all the listeners who didn't automatically shut off as soon as they're <laughs> like, wah, skip. <laughs> Can't find that fast forward. I, all, fast all those enough. marketing episodes, those are cool. Getting yeah. the marketing ones. <laughs> yeah. Which is so true because you get to finance and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do the finance, but you got to do the finance. Yeah. It's like saving receipts is bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, if you want to be successful, if you want to grow your company, finance is the language of business. Yep. You got to learn it. And so we are, we're going to talk about the working capital cycle. Yeah, that's no, cool. So super popular topic. Everyone knows what the working capital cycle is. In finance. <laughs> In my realm. Yeah. In the real world. <laughs> Let's explain it quite gently for those who are not of. Now, now there, there are probably quite a few lineage. listeners out there who have heard about the working capital cycle. I find when I do uh, trainings and seminars that there are a lot of people who have heard about this, sure. not so many people who actually know how to do anything with it. And there's like, right. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you take your, your current assets and subtract out your current liabilities, right? Yeah. Like, that's, I'm sure that that's, that, there's that's definitely it. a large percentage of people that <laughs> do that. <laughs> And, 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 you know, and then I, I love the ones that are just like, oh, yeah, working capital cycle. That, that, that's just like how much capital you have. Yeah. No. 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 So as I so eloquently phrased it earlier, and you corrected me quite abruptly, it's how long it takes your money, a.k.a. your cash, to get back to you. Yeah. Not your green regular money. Uh, and, and cash. Yeah, we've had this conversation yeah. se several times. Yeah. And, and yes, in a previous episode, I did kind of hound you on that. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the clarification. We're talking about cash. And if you've done your working capital cycle correctly, what it's going to tell you is it's going to tell you how many days it takes that cash to cycle through your business. Yeah. So let's start with why does that even matter? Why do we care how long it takes cash to cycle through a business? Sure. So it's like the amount of money you, you have to have in order to keep your business alive. Yeah. Right. Like if you throw some cash out there and you don't have cash in your reserves and it goes out to your, to pay for some inventory and then it takes you another three months to sell that inventory. And then you give 90 day terms all of a sudden you're looking at a really long time before you get paid mm -hmm. that cash back. And if you don't have the money to float your business for that amount of time that your cash is out there, not in your hands, you're done for mate. Yeah. And, and I even want to go with a simpler definition right off the bat. I mean, sure. that, 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 that was beautiful where you talked about, look, this is what we're looking at in terms of time of your cash being out there, but I want to go simple for a second. Okay. So, I can have a situation in my business where, you know, sales are down or I could even not have sales come in for a period of time. There are a lot of businesses that they're seasonal yeah. and they might yeah. not have sales for a period of time. You know, if I'm a ski resort, uh, I probably don't have a lot of sales coming in in July. Right. Right. And so um, I can have, you know, low profits, no profits, negative profits. I can still be in business. The second I run out of cash, I'm done. And, and, and that is one of the things, if, if you get nothing else out of this episode, know that when you run out of cash, 
you are done. Your business is over. When when people shut the doors, they don't shut the doors because they ran out of sales, because they ran out of profits. They shut the doors because they ran out of pro, uh, out of cash. Yeah, say it correctly. Well, now, and we've talked about how you can go out of business with record sales. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. With, if you run out of cash, right? It's it's the cash, and that's why they say cash is king. That's really what they're dun, getting dun, 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 at. Dun. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so the working capital cycle is a way to measure. It, you know, how long it's going to take you, you know, how long you're going to be without that cash. So in, in your example, if I recall, you were like 30 days inventory, 90 days receivables, which sure. is weird. I'm like, huh, okay, cool. You know, may, maybe you contract not, with the federal government and, <laughs> and it takes you right. 90 days to collect. <laughs> how did you know I sold missiles? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> federal government actually buys everything. I know. They buy some gnarly stuff. Like everything. It's pretty cool. It, it is crazy. So, but, uh, so if I take that 30 plus the 90 uh, in your hypothetical example that you gave, I'm 120 days without cash. Right. So for four months, what am I doing? You know, yeah, exactly. What, 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 what do I have? What does it cost me to run my business during that four months? And, you know, so if by the time I'm done with my overhead, my payroll, all these kinds of things, you know, let, let's say that I'm $50,000 a month to run my business, right? Right. Well, then I need to have $200,000 of cash reserves. Yeah, in cash, right? Sitting there. Yep, exactly. You know? And it's like, whoa, that, that adds up pretty fast. And if I can- it changes things. If I can take that working capital cycle and reduce it down to 60 days, I only have to have $100,000 right. of cash reserves sitting there, which I just freed up $100,000 for my small business. Exactly. You just became so much more nimble as a small business, so much more efficient, right? Right. And so these are, I, I honestly, I give you so much grief about financial <laughs> topics, but this is the kind of stuff that- I love to learn about in small business because these are the kinds of things that really um, that they allow you as a small business owner to be one of the top business minds out there. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, your small business friends, if you know about this, your small business friends don't you're you already have one up on them. Your competition that is that same way. So mm -hmm. like, if you can understand these, if you can make your management decisions based on some of these things, you're winning. Right. Like not just in your field over your competition, but as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, you could go out and apply this to a litany of different mm -hmm. uh, ventures and things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so, so really... It, there, there, there's a lot of numbers. Uh, you know, this one's going to have a little bit of a grind to it, but what? we need a whiteboard <laughs> up here. I know. Just <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk through it. It's, okay, it's not overly complicated, and you can do a search for the formulas if you need to. You know, if you if you want to see those formulas written out, it's right. not hard to find the actual formulas, and that's not. Uh, so we're gonna talk yeah, about the really formulas, not. but. That's not what I care about. I care about the concepts here. That's what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about how to use the formulas because, you know, in any software program, any trained monkey, you know, you can plug this into Excel and boom, yeah. you've got it. Oh, yeah. It's like going through any math class you did in high school or college. It's like, I'm never going to use this. Well, we're going to show you that you're <laughs> going to use it. You can. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. awesome. So... Working capital cycle. Now, there are a couple things that we need to lay as a foundation for the working capital cycle before we can delve into it. And that is that we're going to be comparing the profit and loss with the balance sheet. Right. You need both of those documents. Both. 
And this is one of those things. So I can't tell you how many small business owners only use their P&L, P&L, another name for profit and loss. They only use their P&L and their balance sheet for tax purposes. And I'm like, yeah. dude, these are management tools. Like the, the the whole recipe for success for your business is engraven upon these two stones, you know. Okay, I mean, Moses. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right here, these stones. You got to have a way better beard <laughs> if you're going to be throwing down that role. I'm going to change my name from Ryan Murray to Ryan Moses. That's legit. <laughs> Ryan Moses Murray. Yeah. <laughs> But I like it. everything that you need to know about your business is etched on these two financial statements. Here's the rule of financial statements. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. If you don't have accurate information on these financial statements to begin with, then mm-hmm. doing these calculations is actually going to be more detrimental to your business because if you're just taking a gut check. Now, I am not advocating gut check. I am saying do it right. Ish. <laughs> no ish. No ish. Do it right, but if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. Uh, so ish, honestly, yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to do it right, don't do it. Do the gut check, but exactly. doing it wrong is detrimental because sure. now you've got a level of confidence that is completely false. Right, and I've seen that happen a lot where businesses oh, are yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I've got my P and L," and I'm just well, like, uh, uh, "Let's." I want to pause and talk talk about that for just one second because, and I know we've talked about this before, but. I think this is a really important time to reiterate this okay. is that again, if you're only using these or only have pulling up this information and using these numbers and, and documents during tax time. And what do most people try to do during tax time, right? <laughs> Hide their money. <laughs> exactly. And so if you're purposefully putting false information or skewing the information on these documents. We like to say cook in the books. Sure, whatever. If you're lying and cheating, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, even if you're Everybody just does it, right? mitigating your tax, you know, burden. Right. You know, this we're not talking criminal here. We're just saying, right. "Oh, oh, I'm going to write off all this stuff cuz I can." Exactly. And now all of a sudden it looks like I made no money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, do you have two sets of books? So, some businesses will. That's actually a fairly common thing where they will have their management books and then they will have their official tax <laughs> books. That's awesome. Um, and, and, and that's not a bad practice. If you think about some of the I'm things. i call my accountant. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, for Just example, kidding. depreciation. Man, sure. I love talking about a, a depreciation with accountants because like, they can never give you a straight answer. It's always like, well... I mean, we could depreciate that, but you know, we, we, we could use the Marx formula or a straight line and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna write it off this way. And then they, they kinda go off and, and like I don't think I've ever had an accountant yet just tell me, yes, this is how I depreciate. It's always like, well, you know. So I'm pretty sure that this is like the part of the conversation where you're you're talking to your oh gosh. I'm going to get in trouble. It's like <laughs> you're talking to your wife on the phone and she's going off and you're just like, yeah, put the phone down and you just carry on some other piece of business. You pick the phone up and you're like, uh-huh, right. Yeah. Like that's exactly what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners were like, okay, all right. All right, Moses. Murray. And so whoever's doing your books, um, 
you want to make sure that you're looking at the at the management set of books that you're looking at the numbers that are really happening and getting as close to that. Yeah. Um, I, I'll always say in in finance, my statement is consistency is more important than accuracy. And again, every every accountant that I've ever talked to, they get really mad at me when I say that. But I'm like, well, what happens when you find a mistake? Well, if it's organized correctly, I just move it into the right bucket. So you're telling me that if it's consistent, even if it's consistently wrong, you can easily fix it. But if it's inconsistent and right 80% of the time, but wrong 20% of the time, what happens? Oh, that's a mess because then I have to go through line by line and find all the errors. I'm like. So consistency is more important than accuracy because it's easy to fix consistency. Right. So, you know, be consistent with how you're going to use the management financials. Keep doing the same thing. Don't flip-flop quarter to quarter or year to year. Be like, well, we're going to try this this time. You know, I mean, it's like, right. no, be consistent, exactly. right? Always put them in the same bucket. Right. Those are seats. Yeah. Yes. I color code mine. <laughs> so... Primary colors. So keep it simple. So <laughs> when 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 you're uh, when you're working with the working capital cycle, we need to look at the profit and loss statement. We need to look at the balance sheet. We're going to compare the two, and that's what's going to give us the calculation that we need. But we've got to have accurate, consistent financial statements to begin with. And so we're going to assume that that's where you are with your business, right? Sure. Now. Anytime that you're comparing the P&L and the balance sheet, when you're when you're you're taking a number from the profit and loss and you're taking a number from the balance sheet and you're coming up with a calculation comparing those two numbers, you're measuring the efficient use of money in your business. Right. And so, you know, efficiency is the key word here. And I love it because so many people they 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 only look at that P&L side. You know, I'll ask businesses all the time, and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, profits are up. I'm like, cool. What's your cash flow? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you need to look at both, okay? For sure. So the calculation is what we're getting into. We're going to start, and we want to look at our sales on the profit and loss, and we're going to compare that to our receivables on the balance sheet, okay? So I think it's easier to do an annual I take a, uh, a full year profit and loss. Now, keep in mind, the balance sheet is as of. So if I'm doing a full year and I'm on a calendar year, it would be as of December 31st. If you're on a fiscal year, it's the last day of your you know your year. Whatever, whatever format you're using, right. it doesn't matter, right? right? And I'm going to take those sales and I'm going to divide my receivables into those sales. Because what I'm trying to figure out here is I'm trying to figure out how many days I am without that money because I've given terms. I've told them, hey, you know what? You're good to not pay me for the next 30 days. 90 days. 90 days. I'm super generous. 120 people, 180 people days. People love doing business with me. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> Is that why we don't make any money? It's because Aww. of your terms? <laughs> Ouch. It's always my fault. <laughs> so if I had, and I'm going to use some simple math here for a second just, just to kind of keep things easy. Right. Thank you. Okay. So if I had a hundred thousand dollars in sales for the year, okay. Sure. And I had ten thousand dollars in receivables on my balance sheet at the end of the year, I would take that hundred thousand dollars, I would divide it by the ten thousand dollars, and it would tell me that I've got ten turns. Right. And everyone's gonna be like, 
I don't know what that means. So there's one more step that you have to do. You now take those 10 turns and you take 360. Why is it not 365? Because I, I guess the accountants decided that yeah, there's 90 days in a quarter and there are four quarters. So 90 times four is 360, not 365. Sure. That's the way they do it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So I take my 360, I divide it by my 10 turns. My receivable turns is what it's called. How many times do the receivables turn in a year? Right. And I take the 360 divided by the 10 and I come up with 36. Right. So if I have sales of $100,000, receivables of $10,000, then I would be without my cash for 36 days because of my accounts receivables. Right. Super nerdy, but useful. Right, because then you can say, okay, I need this much cash to be able to get me through 36 days of business. Exactly. The other thing that's really cool about this, because I've had a lot of people that are just like, oh, well, I, we, 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 only, we only offer 30-day terms. So 30 right. is, is our number. And right. I'm like, no, it's not. Right. Some people pay immediately. Some people take the discounts that you offer and pay within 10 days or 15 days or right. you know, whatever discounts you offer. Some people, even though you say 30 days... They don't pay you in 30 days. And you, know? you just happen to overlook it. Yeah, because they're a big customer. Exactly. And so all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like, oh, we do 30-day terms and my average is 42. Hmm. Weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> right. And, and so the thing that's really cool about this is it takes the aggregate of all of your customers in a super simple calculation. I mean, I did that on the fly using a hypothetical and it was easy to follow. And so you can take that and you could say, you know, looking at that, it's going to give the aggregate of all of the right. receivables put together into a nice little bucket. And it's going to say, yeah, on average, it takes you 36 days to collect. And so if you're going to try and trim that down and you're going to try and say, well, you know, the, the shorter I can make that, the better my cash flow is going to be, then you can, uh, you can start to look at the offenders and you can say, okay, you know, who is not right. paying on time? Who is paying on time? You know? Right. Because that's, that's kind of the process that we want to go through here is, is first, the first level of it is understanding, right? Like we want to understand where we're at, how long it takes us for uh, that cash to come back to us. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you want to refine the process. Mm -hmm. You want to see how efficient you are, first of all, and then take that and, and make it better. Right. right. That's the whole goal of small business. Right. Right. And the better that you can make that, like you said, like if you can make that better and better, that just means that your, your business is more healthy and agile and efficient. And you have all that cash to put back into your company or, to bonus employees or, mm -hmm. or buy a yacht. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> we can't buy a yacht. Yeah, buy, buy a yacht. That's, that's, that's clearly. Why do, I don't get why that's a thing. To buy a yacht? Yeah. I've never worked with a business owner who's bought a yacht. We I, do live in a desert. I do know a dude that sold his uh, patents and bought a yacht. And he lives on a yacht. Lives that's, on a yacht. That's cool. I don't know if it is. Uh, I think that's cool. All right, fine. Anyway. So, okay, so the next calculation is the exact same concept, but we're just going to do it with inventory this time. Okay. So instead of taking the sales line, I'm going to take that cost of goods sold line off of the P&L, and I'm going to compare that to the inventory total off of the balance sheet. And 
I've had a lot of times where businesses are like, do I have a cost of goods sold? And I'm like, if you have inventory, you have a cost of goods sold. If you right. don't have inventory, you don't have a cost of goods sold. That's, you know, oversimplifying it, but that's what it is, right? Basically, yeah. So using the same hypothetical business, you know, I had $100,000 in sales. Let's say now that I've got $50,000 in cost of goods, okay? So I've got my $50,000 in cost of goods and... Again, doing simple math, I'm going to say that I've got 12.5 in inventory. So 50,000 divided by the 12.5, that's going to give me four. My inventory turns four times in a year. Well, that doesn't mean a whole lot to most people. And so right. we want to convert it to days. So right. what do we do? We take that 360 divided by four, and it gives me 90 days. Right. And so now I'm at 90 days of inventory. I'm without cash so far 126 days. Right. That's that hypothetical example, but flip-flopped of right. what you were talking about earlier. Exactly. Four months without cash. Yep. You know, so you're looking at it. What is a third of your operating expenses? That's what you have to have in the bank under this example. Yeah. It's like, ouch. That's big. It's huge. And, and one of the things that I want to talk about here is inventory and receivables are the two that just... Suck the cash. Yeah. And so if you're having cash flow problems. Majorly. Look, take a look. Yeah. For sure. Look at those two items first. Now, there are other things that, you know, I mean, you can get way in over your head on labor. I see that one happen a lot. But yeah. inventory and receivables, they just, they just, they, they just suck it out. And some businesses, you have to offer extensive terms. You, you know, I wasn't joking. If you want to do business with the government. Yeah. Well, and. And I get that it's like kind of a ridiculous thing to be like, oh, we're going to offer 90 days for terms. But it depends, totally depends on the type of business that you're in, right? Mm -hmm. there, it, there, All kinds of different business require all kinds of different uh, setups and have all kinds of different working capital cycles. So, yeah, yeah. And so, so let's do one more. Sure. And this one is actually in our favor. So if we look at it and we say, okay, how long do we get vendor credit? How long do we have for our payables? Right. Because that's money that you, you've already purchased the inventory, but they're going to give you some time to pay on it. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm looking at this and I, I'm, again, going to try and use some simple math here for a second. Okay. Sure. So if I take my cost of goods again, and I'm still using that 50,000 hypothetical number, so $50,000 cost of goods, and let's say that I've got uh, payables of 10,000, okay? Sure. So I would have payable turns of five. You know, the 50,000 divided by the 10 gives me five, and then I want to convert that to days, so I take my 360 divided by five. I'm doing this in my head, but I believe that's 72. Sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I'm terrible at math in my head. So... so. So I, I'm looking. I, I'm, I'm looking that uh, I have 72 days to pay my bills. Now, right. th these aren't very plausible numbers. Like I'm, I'm doing right. quick math in my head to kind of illustrate something. But right. for 72 days, I get to delay payment. So that actually is a negative on the calculation. So right now I'm at 126 days. 72 tells me that my total cash. Uh, working capital cycle is 54 days. The 126 yeah. minus the 72, 54 days is what I'm looking at. So I need two months worth of cash. Yeah, And that, that that's how you do it. And then you start looking at it and saying, okay, what is two months worth of cash? 
in my business? Right. Do I have that much cash? Yeah. Most businesses don't because right. they don't realize they need that much. Right. Well, and uh, I think a lot of businesses that I work with uh, don't take advantage of terms. Like they, they think, oh, I got to pay. I want to be that guy that pays right on the spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not necessarily a bad thing to take advantage of terms. Yeah. When, when they're extended to you, they're extended to you for a reason. And it's not and a it's bad okay thing to, to ask them. for them. Right. If you're not getting them. Right. You know, and, and I mean, you can absolutely abuse terms and we're not advocating that <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Right. I, but if I, you, if you have access to terms and you can use it to your favor while you're trying to work on, on, you know, leaning up your business and, and shortening your working capital cycle. If you need some of that stuff to work in your favor for a minute, by all means, use it. Mm-hmm. If you're using it to rob Peter to pay Paul. And, mm. and, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I've seen that happen yeah. where people, they take advantage of terms and they're just like, oh, well, we don't have to pay on this. Or they start using it as kind of like quasi bank. And I'm just like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. bad, bad yeah, yeah. territory to <laughs> don't, get into. Don't, don't, don't be doing that, yeah. you know. And so we covered a lot. And yeah. honestly, <laughs> it's pretty tricky, you know, like I'm sitting here saying, I'm going to do simple math. And people are just like, oh, crap, I got it. You know, they're, they're like yeah. listening to this on their uh, on their mobile device while they're driving into work, trying to write things on the dashboard. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. but <laughs> Dry erase marker on their windows. <laughs> but I, I really want to just go back to the concepts. And right. the, the calculations don't matter. I mean, like I said, you can just pull up the calculations. They're easy to come by. They're not hard to do. That's not what I'm trying to emphasize here. I'm trying to emphasize that you need to know how much cash you need to operate your business. This is a tool to figure that out. If this tool isn't ideal for you, I don't care. Grab another tool. But it is so critical that you know how much cash you need to have in your business at any given time and get that cash in there. And so that yeah. that's like the big takeaway of this whole episode is know your cash. Yeah. Know your cash. Make sure you have enough. Yeah. To fight another day. <laughs> not, not, not to fight another day, to win another Go day. Go to war. Yeah. I love it. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Take care.